You're listening to the 90-10 rule, 90% business, 10% music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the 90-10 rule. I am Kevin Davis, and as always, I got my brother Brian Jennings next to me. And uh, we are still recording on location here at Writing Sessions of America, ATL Conference, and... Um, Yo, this brother that's in the studio here with us, legendary all the way, man. Pintorius DJ Rogers Jr., man. What's going on, sir? Man, I'm blessed, man. How y'all doing? Yo, man, very well. Thank you for coming in here today, man. This is amazing man. to have you. Cause it's my pleasure, man. Yeah. I, can I can I give the backdrop? Go. So the other night we came to the um at here at the uh, Writing Sessions of America to panel. The award yeah. show. We came to the award show, and um I just want to paint the picture on on this stage now. There were legends people who have done crazy things in the industry and it was all shadowed by this brother here just because his story was so real i could actually see the sweat coming down people's brows <laughs> when he started talking about his journey not only that this the stage just got electrified man so there was no way we were gonna let him get out of this building without wow. talking to us wow i man, appreciate and, that man but you know on a personal note man the way you spoke like I know you wanted the chosen people. <laughs> I know man, you wanted man, the chosen I, people. Praise God for that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's like, but it, not only is it just speaking the truth, but yeah. the way you speak it, like you can hear the passion in your voice. You can hear wow. the truth and the pain in your story. And, and I, I don't know. I'm gonna just let you talk and, and kind of share some of the things that you. Man, that that really means a lot to me, man. Because you know when you. I'm a true student of the music business. You know, my father is the singer, preacher, songwriter, DJ Rogers. Um, <clears throat> he just recently was sampled for the I Don't F With You <laughs> smash single by Big Sean. Right. Um, but I have chosen to be integral and of major character to who and what it is that I am to this business as an artist because of the legacy of my father and what I believe spiritually. And there's a lot of setbacks. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain, a lot of stuff that comes with that. But to hear you guys tell me that you're able to see the strength from the scars, from the, the battles that I've been through and it electrified you guys like that. It makes it all worth the journey. And I'm just thankful for you guys to even regurgitate that to me because this is my life. So I have no, I remember it as all pain and struggle, right. what I'm saying to other people. So when you guys say, wow, and that, ah, I'm like, man, really? You know, hey, I might go through it again and help some more people. <laughs> you know, and and the interesting part is because I'm a spiritual believer and I, I I understand my spirituality. It's in relation to what happened to Jesus. He had to suffer, mm -hmm. and technically, we're all made in His likeness. We all have to suffer. It's a part of life. You can't go to the gym and expect to grow muscles without tearing the muscles you have down, whether they're big or small, going through a period of pain, and then experiencing growth and change. It's called process. No one can escape it. And the problem is, because of how we feel, we're usually, and, and, and what society, how society has programmed us, 
<clears throat> we're usually trying to escape or run from pain, which means you're not going to grow and you're not going to change. So you're stifling yourself. But because we're so distracted by the numerous things in our life daily, you know, sometimes I sit and I wonder how smart must the people that lived 500 years been? And then how smart were the people that lived a thousand years before that? They had no distractions like we have. The people are completely different from when I was a child. How many phone numbers do you remember? Three tops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we've been dumbed down so much and don't even understand or realize that we've been dumbed down. So, you know, at about 27, 28, I believe I experienced what what some people would call a nervous breakdown. And at the time, you had only heard that terminology referenced to white people, you know, uh, um, and, you know, to our ignorance. <clears throat> but um, at about 27, 28, you know, while I was signed to Motown and preparing an album that ultimately didn't come out um, and was critically acclaimed, but due to, you know, politics and the merger between Motown and Universal, it didn't happen, but... Um, Thank you, Sylvia Rohn. <laughs> well, actually, Sylvia, Sylvia wasn't there yet. Okay. Sylvia came right after this, so this was Kidar. <laughs> Just for accuracy, you know, since we said it. <laughs> no, shout out to Kidar, man. He, um, he did what he could for me in that situation. But um, the album was critically acclaimed by the press, and, you know, the merger made the album not come out. Well, that album not coming out was one of the uh, the trials and tribulations that you experienced to kind of help lead you to where you are today. Well, absolutely. Oh, so the nervous breakdown, like what I believe was a nervous breakdown was the understanding that everything or the coming into knowing that everything I thought I knew, I didn't really know or it wasn't real. Mm. Mm. And a nervous breakdown happens in the mind because when the parameters, when the boundaries, when the magnetism of your mind, and I'm, I'm saying magnetism metaphorically in relation to the magnetism of the world and how we have two poles, and if that magnetism fell off, the world is in destruction. Chaos. It's yeah. in chaos. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing as to our minds. Imagine your mind as the world and then all of a sudden what it was built on or the axis it was spinning on just was gone. Right. And you're like, hold on. You have on. no baseline. Yeah, man. it's like, wait a minute, what? So that started happening for me based off of a relationship that failed. And I realized she was kept telling me, you don't love me. You don't love me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I just bought you a Range Rover and diamonds and I love you. You're, you know, and that began a journey. Wow, I'm, I'm having revelation about it as I'm sitting here. That was the beginning of what became the journey of me learning love, which then turned into this movement of love as a lifestyle that I've been given which is why I speak and write the type of music that I do because purpose is built and based off whatever you've overcame, you now have to help other people overcome. And the greatest amongst you is the servant. And I desire to be great 
and the arrogant, cocky asshole that I used to be that I didn't realize I was or the part I knew was because there was a time in this music business when the more rebellious, arrogant you were, the more famous you were. That was part of what made you that guy. You were applauded for being that. Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the times are definitely different right now, a la Bobby Brown. <laughs> but, um, that's real. I mean, that's, that's, it's just the reality. Like, I was, you know, I was on my way to being one of them bad boys. And, you know, the game completely changed. So when that happened, it birthed, it began the journey. Um, when the album didn't come out, the album not coming out was the absolute start of the journey because the album not coming out meant that the quarter of a million dollar back end on my publishing that I was supposed to get, that money wasn't coming. There was no money at the label. So basically, I was just in a situation. And it birthed the beginning of me learning love, learning life. I had mastered music. It had been proven. I was at the top of the game in music, but I knew nothing about love and nothing about life. And then a life journey started. And, you know, it's evident to me for God to allow me to come back to the game and be number one, that that's exactly what that journey was. You're good at music, but I need you to be good at life in order to manifest what I need you to do in music that's going to get you what you want anyway. So I have a job to do. And I had to go, like I had already went through 10 years of music business college, just being in the music business. And it took another 10, 12 years of life. You know, it's kind of like my, my lessons were backwards, but I receive it because I feel like as a songwriter, the fact that that's my gift and my ability, that for me to go through the things that I went through, it's for me to document how to go through. I've been given the gift and the ability to express, you know, emotion and, and you know, now process. Because that's really all I've done is documented the process of the journey of how you go through life. And that's where my wealth and everything is going to begin to come from now because I can connect with people where they are to get them where they want to go. You know, so talk a little bit about the process. So, <clears throat> starting out, you know, when you had the the song that was on the above the rim soundtrack, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the process now compared to the process then when it came to approaching a song or a concept for a song. Um, well, I actually didn't write the song on the above the rim okay. soundtrack, and that actually speaks a lot about how my story transitions because at the time I was this fresh young kid. You know, I was originally 17 years old when I did that record, and they had to wait till I was 18. <laughs> because of the content. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I didn't understand anything about integrity or character or any of that at the time. And I just wanted to sing, make music, and have money and girls. And that gave me that. You know, um, I was being rebellious. I was freshly out of my home. And, you know, anytime kids get away from what they've been under, you start doing what you want to do, and you don't really know what you're doing. So you can mess yourself up. So anyway, I think there was just grace, mercy, and favor on my life because of what ultimately I've been chosen to do. 
So that grace, mercy protected me over the years through, you know, all of the different decisions and mistakes. And, um, but again, I, didn't, I don't want to fall off your question. So I didn't write that record, but I sang that record with that ignorant mind. Then because that was a choice that was made, whether I knew or not, the consequences of that come. And that song began to manifest in my life in negative ways, you know. Um, and one day I was in my car. I mean, a, a slew of things had just happened negatively back to back. <clears throat> and I was in the car crying. I was beating on the steering wheel. And I was just saying, why, why? And when you by yourself and you cry and you talk, that's sincere. That's when God really hears you know, because it's the subconscious. You wasn't necessarily talking to somebody, but you talking to somebody because that's really what you mean. Right. So when I did that, it was as if I really heard somebody in the car with me say, um, I didn't give you this gift to be singing about screwing chicks doggy style. Just like that. It was like I heard it like that. And I was like, Man, I ain't gonna never do that thing. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking in my mind, wait a minute. This is what got me this. Wow. I don't want this no more. <laughs> so um, after that, I just made the promise that I wasn't gonna make that type of music no more. And I actually stuck to, stuck to that. Um, that carried with me through a lot of my label situations and it got in the way of some situations like you know there was actually a situation one time where it was a record I think Teddy Riley produced and they wanted me to sing the song on this soundtrack <laughs> another soundtrack okay. and of course they wanted it to be a sexual song I was on my way to becoming you know some sort of sex symbol with a microphone I guess and uh, I was like no nah, I can't do that so all of a sudden I'm difficult you know, I'm getting in the way of the money. Mm-hmm. And really, I'm just being true to me. And really what I could say is I've never sold out. You know, I think you need to know you sold out to sell out. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't, you know, when I did Doggy Style, that wasn't a sellout. I didn't know what I was doing. That was you know, ignorance at that point. It was ignorance. And so, yeah. go ahead. Now, I was going to say, talk a little bit about the agenda, because it sounds like you're right on point with what I, how I feel about the agenda that's kind of out there for certain you know, mainstream musicians and artists to follow. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that agenda, and what's the, what, how do you battle it? Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure I understand what you mean by agenda, but if I just answer it myself, like I feel like music, music is our mass communication, Music is our way to educate our masses. Music reaches your soul. So it's like, you know, if you've got something that needs to be healed inside of your body, then what we, you know, putting something topically on your skin is not going to fix it. You know, so we need the tools or the right people to get to the core of what needs to be done as singers as songwriters as artists we have the control but we've been fooled and bamboozled into thinking that we don't we create the product the the people that push the product or make it happen or whatever like they need us so 
if we only made what we make, then you only have what we have. So now you're going to have to make it be what this is. You know, so I think that more people need to need to, to stop being fearful, stop being, um, I, I mean, people's hearts and minds need to be touched, man, because this world is in trouble with the, with greed and everything is about money now. Like, when I was growing up, music was about love. It was about life. It educated. It taught us how to love. Like, taught you how to have emotions. Like, we don't have none of that no mm-hmm. more. You know, the music now is turn up and, you know, bitches and hoes the, and this and that. That's it, what I meant the by the agenda. Okay, well, then, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that being said, like, you know, we're killing ourselves. The power of life and death is in the tongue. What we write, what we we sing, that's what we, what we confess is what we manifest. You know, so... Everybody's belief is not mine. Like, I take, I'm a radical believer in the sense that I take the structure, the laws, and the principles of spirituality, and I use them radically applied to my modern day life. So if the power of life and death is in the tongue, and what I confess is what I have the ability to manifest, I don't want to manifest nothing bad in my life, so I shouldn't be speaking nothing bad. And I really shouldn't be writing no song that's going to be repeated over and over and over again by me every night that I got to sing it or by the artists every night that they got to sing it and by the millions of fans that sing it every day. I just multiplied evil in my life. Regardless what I do, and, and really, like, when I got that first revelation of um, not singing that type of music no more, like, like that's what it was. It was like, yo, if I'm going to be doing this and it's me and somebody, that's us. But I don't want to be responsible for three million people having this mindset and concept that was inspired and influenced by me. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be inspired by me with a gift that God gave me, let it be for your wealth, your betterment, you know, some healing, because that's what the ability we have to do is. So, you know, that's my feelings, man. Yo, man, <laughs> I, I, I love hearing you speak, man, because I'm, I'm listening in layers, just like you listening mm. to, uh, to a track and mm. you can hear it separate the mm. bass drums from the bass line yeah. to the strings and so on and so forth. I'm listening to you speak and I'm hearing you deliver spiritual messages. I'm hearing you deliver songwriting advice. I'm hearing you deliver uh, uh, like a, a business uh, in, integrity and professionalism there. And so all of that is in one. And it, it's crazy because I even had a conversation with Brian recently where I was telling him about a song that I had wrote and I felt like later on it manifested in my life. Oh, all the stuff that I write now does that. It's the most tripped out thing. Like, what I'm finding out now is that I've written songs that I wrote years ago that manifested in my life later. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this song that talked about, wow, Man, it's crazy. I talked about this song. I wrote a song um, called Imagine. And it was after I had done some studying about faith. And in that song, I began to confess what I desired for my life. But the storyline said, from riding a bike to driving five cars I like, this is how I see myself. 
from living here and there to having homes everywhere. This is how I see myself. I'm living life abundantly, a winning hand at everything with the want for nothing, cause I can't imagine. Living life abundantly to have not is not for me. A millionaire I'm proud to be. A billionaire I'm almost there. Now guess what? Why did I end up homeless and riding a bike? So you can make that that journey through the things that you the said in the process song. process yeah. had mm-hmm. to begin to get where I said I wanted to go. And you don't necessarily know how or when you're going to get there, but you have to take the journey. You have to take the ride, and you can't quit. Had I quit the seven, eight years that went by about shame where people was like, yo, that town's dope, but it's, uh, you know... They, people looked at me like a dinosaur when I would walk in the studio. And when I would play that record, you can't deny the authentic essence of that music, but it was not relevant to no one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I really believe that everything about this shame record manifested because of what I was doing in my personal life. The way, like, like... I have scriptures that I use as the blueprint. So first, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. Watch this one. I will acknowledge God in all my ways and he will direct my path. Now, ain't nothing spooky about that. You know, ain't nothing taboo about that. But if I trust in him completely... Acknowledge him in everything that I do, and he'll lead me to where I need to go. He just said, I didn't need to know nothing. He just said, Trust me. Do what I tell you to do, regardless what you think. And guess what? Then there's scriptures about like, like, um, cast your cares, take no thought. So while I was on this journey of shame, wow, it was literally a journey of shame. <laughs> While I was on that journey, I used those laws and principles. Take no thought about what you're going to eat. Take no thought about what you're going to wear. He clothes the flowers and he feeds the birds. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to trust these things. Bro, the testimony I could give you all about the last four years of my life. Go, brother. And where well, I might have to say that yeah. for the book, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've been blowing this radio show up. He tried to get me. <laughs> but no, see, because this is what he here. was doing on stage. This is what he was doing on the panels, right. and people lit up like, yeah. oh, you could feel it in the room. I think we're in a crunch for time tonight, though, so we don't want to oh. take all this time. Oh. But, okay, Yo. so you wrote the, the shame record for Tyrese. Yes, sir. I need your forgiveness. And your mercy too I must be all kind of crazy For what I've done to you I hope you understand That my heart is true Mistakes I made them But I'm making change for you Have I learned is your question And my answer I have But if you're expecting perfection Then we're not gonna last 
This is not an excuse I'm just telling the truth Baby, I'm so sorry What do we have in the future? What are we looking at now? Um, I'm actually, I'm definitely working on other people. You know, I believe I'm a niche writer. Um, I'm not for everybody. Definitely not. And that's good. <laughs> well, I like it like that because I know what's for me, you know. And I think, like again, like scriptures, like, you know, what's for you is for you. I think that means you need to find out what you do. And when you do what you do, what's for you is for you. So now that I think I'm locked into you know, what my niche is, what my brand is, what my purpose is. Now that's just what I do. So the people, you know, the artists that do what I do, those are my clients. And I don't have to have, you know, a million clients. You know, you might have a million Hondas. It may not be a million Bentleys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> True that. You know, yeah. it takes six months to build a Bentley and 13 hours to build a Honda. You know, I like to consider myself in the Bentley fam. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time. Man, I love y'all, man. Love is a lifestyle. Like, this is this is everything for me now. Like, my my purpose is the people. You know, if if the fact that God has blessed me to to live through even some of the things that I've been through, to see the things that I've seen, and then give me the ability to express them in a formulaic way for people to be able to understand and apply to their lives. You know, like, I, I, I can't even take no credit for the way that my mouth has flowed the last few days. Because I haven't spoken in so long because I was living and in the journey. You know, and this is just proof of the purpose of the journey because I've been on fire ever since I got here. But it was when my steps were, what I said, acknowledge God in all your ways mm-hmm. and he will direct. I was directed here to WSAATL for these people at this specific time with the specific information that I've had based on the specific road that I've had to travel. And if you look at your life, your life is by design. You play a part in that. Know how to get what you, draw, draw your life, write your life. That's what I really did. As a songwriter, I've begun to write my life. So you said, what's next? The song after shame is called Brand New Life. I believe I'm going to be singing it. Who knows? Somebody else might sing it. But the point is, the storyline, I plan to teach the world to love one song at a time. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so just one last shot. How can we get in touch with you? Man, please reach me on Instagram at 
Pentorius. That's P-E-N-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. I just write my soul. <laughs> and the other night, man, I, I heard him talking to a small group, and the last thing he said was, please follow me on Instagram. And as soon as he did, everybody's phone came out at the same time. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm so humbled by the response and the way that I've been received and accepted and the, the things that I've had to say, man, it makes it all worth the journey. You know, to to for one person to be reached, and it's been phenomenal. The type of feedback and 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 love that I've gotten from people, from just being transparent and vulnerable, and allowing myself to be used, man. And I feel like I'm a superhero for the world here. Like you guys have made me feel fabulous, man. And you know, hopefully, I can continue to uh, prayerfully, I'll continue to carry the torch. I'm very confident that you will. Hey, Absolutely, there it is, man. man. Love. Yeah, Thank you for your time. Yeah. DJ Thank Rogers you, Jr. At Pintorius. Visit us at the9010rule.com. That's the9010rule.com.